Welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion Podcast. The number one youth ministry podcast on the planet. The show that keeps you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Now, here's your host, author, speaker, and trainer, Paul Turner. What is happening, youth workers? Yes, pandemic day 762 right here happening right here in the studio today um, I hope that you're well I hope that your family is well I hope that your youth ministry is well your church is well but I know this is not true of uh, a lot of churches there are a lot of churches that have stepped up and there's a lot of churches and youth ministries that have imploded unfortunately and that's what crisis brings crisis reveals who we are. And my hope is that you have risen to the occasion and you are crushing it right now on Zoom, on uh, whatever whatever you're using to communicate with your students, your parents, um, and I hope that you are just killing it. And if you're not, don't freak out, okay? It's, it's okay. The Lord's with you and uh, you're going to figure it out. Just pray and the Lord shall show you uh, what you need to do next. Today, uh, I bring you an episode with my friend Ryan Latham. Ryan is uh, my first two-time guest here on the show, and he is going to be bringing some great tips for you today that if you are in a situation where your job is in danger somehow, uh, the tips today are going to help you possibly save your job literally save your job uh, because there are some things you can be doing and Ryan is going to be sharing some of those and we have a great discussion about that. Before we jump into that, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Ministry Minded Coaching. Ministry Minded Coaching is the coaching group that I started for youth workers so that you could have conversations about youth ministry in community where twice a month we get together, we talk, we share, and we just do life together so that you can grow a successful youth ministry. But even more than that, you can have a successful career, however long that may be for you in youth ministry. And we talk, you know, this episode is indicative of the fact that, you know, we don't, I don't want you just to have a successful youth ministry. I want you to have a successful life. I, I want you to be able to navigate all the situations that uh, church life can bring. And right now, uh, that uh, that moment is crisis. And so we, we, as youth workers, we talk through these things. We talk about, you know, what do we do in various situations and things like that. So if you are looking uh, for coaching right now, this is your opportunity. This is the best time to jump in and say, Paul, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know which direction I need to go. And if you are interested in coaching, uh, once again, it's twice a month. We get on for about an hour, hour and a half. We talk through things. We talk about whatever you want to talk about. We talk about um, family. We talk about faith. We talk about the struggle, all those things. And then we and we also have times of great rejoicing where we celebrate the moments, uh, things that you've done, uh, that we've worked on together. And then you begin to share that and we rejoice over it. I think this is a great time to jump in if you're looking for some coaching. Uh, there'll be a link down in the show notes. So hit that button and let me know what I can do for you. So today I bring to you my conversation with Ryan Latham. Ryan Latham and I wrote a book together uh, several years ago called Prepare for Impact. And he is my first two-time guest here on the show. And we're going to be talking through these tips. Uh, He gets into all the nuances and then shares a little bit about how to get even more tips. So 
Go ahead and listen, and I hope this conversation blesses you. I hope it is super timely for some of you that are going through this uh, situation, maybe with your job, and uh, I hope that it brings some light and hope to your situation. So here he is, Ryan Latham. And now we have with us, as I stated in the introduction, and if you're watching via YouTube, uh, welcome. Uh, those that are listening during the pod, uh, via the podcast, thank you for listening. And uh, this is my first two-time guest. This is this is this is a momentous uh, no momentous momentous occasion. Let's call it that a momentous occasion. Let me introduce you, Ryan Latham. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me, man. I'm I'm excited to hang out, and thanks for the opportunity to share with your listeners and your audience, man. Uh, we go we go back for a little while here. We're at no book. Wrote a book together. That's right. Been on the podcast twice now. I feel like uh, I'm family. You are family, sir. And I, I, I'm going to put a link, by the way, if you would like to listen to Ryan and I pontificate about our book. Uh, I'm going to put the episode down in the uh, show notes uh, and in the description box below on the YouTube channel. And um, and and it's a still a good book, by the way. I just want to say that the uh, prepared for impact. Is still a good book, even this many years later. And there it is right there. He is showing it to me right there. Prepare for about the 12 keys to unlock your you, you. your you and your youth ministry. I have it right here. That's right. See, I have that memorized right here uh, in the old noggin I'm pointing to. For those that can't see, I know we're doing this via, via podcast. So those that are listening, I will try to be as descriptive as possible. And those that are watching via YouTube, uh, you can clearly see what we're doing. Uh, the, the, the YouTube audience gets to see me occasionally take a sip of coffee. And those of you that are listening may hear me take a sip of coffee because I gave up coffee for Lent for 40, uh, days. And so I am, I'm simply taking the time to enjoy it. So please allow me the moment. Ryan, please feel free to say anything you like while I take this long sip of coffee here. Tell the, tell the folks a little bit more about yourself if you'd like to. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Paul. So I've been in youth ministry for about 20 years and uh, been in multiple sized churches, um, church of a hundred um, and all the way up to multi-site, uh, multiple thousand church as well. Uh, I was in California for most of my time, but I've been in Oklahoma for nine years. So I know a little bit of the West Coast style and a little bit of the Midwest style. And uh, Paul, you got a little bit of East Coast side. There we go. So we got kind of a, the whole covered of uh, kind of what ministry looks like we over do. the years and across the nation here. So it's, uh, it's been a great journey of learning, growth, and uh, man, lots of, lot of learning in the last few weeks, right? Oh, no question. Uh, this is, and, and uh, you know, we had talked uh, previously, as we talked, and we, we, I know we're going to be sharing today a little bit about a resource that you have for youth workers. And, um, and I wanted to talk about that now because I think it's the best way to communicate um, what you've written down because you've written something. Tell, tell us a little about what you have written and then we'll, let's, let's go further deeper into it. Yeah, so I wrote an ebook, uh, basically trying to uh, help. You know, we're, we're kind of like all quarantined right now at the time of this right. recording, um, and the whole reason why is to kind of like flatten the curve yep. of uh, the outbreak. And so I kind of wrote this book as to kind of maybe help flatten the curve 
of people who potentially might lose their job um, or at least to um, help them uh, give them the best chance to possibly not lose their job because uh, I've been there. Um, I, I went through a season uh, similar to this many years ago. And uh, unfortunately, my church that I was in wasn't able to recover. And uh, I, I ended up losing my job. Um, and so because of that, I decided, hey, man, I want to write this book uh, to help myself. You know, I mean, I wish I would have heard or know some of these things back then. Um, and so I said, Hey, let me just write this book. Maybe we can flatten the curve a little bit. Yeah. And getting, you know, crisis can be anything, right? Let's, let's define this too. Crisis is not just a pandemic. And by the way, this is not the only crisis the church has ever faced. And it's not the only crisis that the church will ever face. So the things we're going to be sharing today, uh, youth workers are going to be critically important that you keep these things in mind, no matter what's happening, whether that's a church split, whether that's a natural disaster, uh, whether you get fired. By the way, getting fired is a crisis. And how do I know that? Ask my wife. It's a, she, will, she informed me several times, the two times that I've been let go, uh, not for anything illegal or immoral I must put out there, but uh, because, and I put in quotes, not a good fit or not right for us, I've heard that. And, uh, and my wife has determined that those things are a crisis. And I would agree with her. I don't know if I agreed with her then, but I agree with her now. That is certainly as a crisis. And we want to, both Ryan and I, myself, want you as youth workers to know that it, uh, crisis is no joke. It's, it's a serious deal. It causes anxiety. It causes depression. It causes all kinds of things in your world because you're asking a lot of questions. And that's the reason why I wanted Ryan to come on today and talk about these things. He, Ryan, you're going to share with us four tips for serving your pastor and saving your job. That's really what we're talking about because there's a lot of youth workers maybe who are listening to this, depending on how many weeks this pandemic goes, how, much, how long we're on lockdown, we don't know where churches are at in this whole process financially. Even if they, the churches let people in at a certain time, we don't know what the percentage of people are coming back. Is that, and you're understanding this, like I said, I've heard of one case so far of a youth worker let go because the church, it was either, either because they were worried that they would have to pay them and tithes were not coming in or whatever was happening there. But you've heard of a couple of other cases as well, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I do a lot of uh, church staffing and consulting and stuff like that. And so, yeah, we're, we're definitely hearing of that starting to rise a little bit. Okay, well, go ahead and lead us in here and tell us about the first tip you think that's really important for youth workers to know in a crisis, especially a crisis like now, but a crisis anytime. Yeah, I mean, really, Paul, yeah, I mean, any crisis, and again, you know, I've, I've gone through some local crisis um, in my, <clears throat> my own cities before, and uh, I wish I had known these things then. Um, so the first one, I think, you know, just teeing up right where you, you were saying, you know, people not sure what the tithes are going to look like, that kind of thing. And so I think the very first thing that I would suggest is this, and I know it's going to sound a little crazy, but I would suggest doing a voluntary pay reduction. Um, I, I just think that you should go in, you should really look at your budget. I mean, like right now, for example, we're not traveling as much, so we'd have gas money. We're not eating out as much. We're not doing these, some of these things that we're not, we're not doing that we normally would. I would really look at your budget and say, man, can we cut back 7%? Can we cut back 10%, right? And I would just go into your, your pastor or your supervisor and just say, 
Hey, you know, if, if your church has not already done mandatory, I would go in and just go ahead and lead with, I'm aware of what's going on and I would like to offer a 10% pay reduction over the next three months. Um, and your church is, is open to saying, no, we're good. We're fine. But I think what it does is communicate to your leadership. Look, I'm aware of what's going on. I want to be a part of the solution and not just sit around and wait for the problem to, to escalate. The other side of that is this is what I'm hearing some people do is because maybe there's a mentality shift like, man, I don't want to take a pay cut or I don't really want to do that. Or some churches don't really want to do mandatory pay cuts. I'd encourage you to increase your giving, Um, plant extra seeds right now and just say, man, I'm going to go above and beyond my 10%. I'm going to give 15%. I'm going to give 20%. And I'm going to plant extra seeds right now in this season when the soil is tilled the most and it's, 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 uh, you know, tilled up and it's, it's all plant good seeds in that, in that uh, space right there and, and believe that it's going to take root and maybe it'll help save your job because here's the math. I know it doesn't work out exactly Paul, but basically think about this. If you've got a staff of 10 people and everybody takes 10% pay cut, that's somebody's salary, right? Um, you're saving someone's job and the job that you save, it might be yours. So I'm just thinking, let's just try and do some voluntary pay stuff. Well, listen, if it, and if you're on a staff of 10 and you're the only person that voluntary goes in and asks for a pay cut, my guess is you got a one in 10 shot of saving your job purely because you were first to jump the gun there and say, hey, I'll take the cut. I'll well, follow we my sword know, first. We all know this, Paul, right? That actions speak louder than words. And yep. finances speak loud. When you're willing to take a hit financially, people know that you're serious. Well, and I think too, Ryan, you bring up an excellent point. Uh, and in reality, what the what the youth pastor, I know many youth pastors, I understand you're worried about your youth ministry. And we're saying, and Ryan is saying, you need to get big picture right now. Don't worry about the youth. Let's be concerned about the whole church. This is your... Youth pastor, this is your shining moment, really. This is where you get to step up, okay, and and earn earn what little money you make, right? Well, Not this that you haven't earned this, it already. I mean, this is really what happened to me is during that crisis, I was just so laser focused on, I want to be the best youth pastor. I want yeah. to steward. I, I just want to be a youth pastor. I, I just want to serve. But I never took a step back and said, how is this impacting my church? How is yeah. this impacting my pastor? How is this impacting, you know, and so I just was like, I want to be a youth pastor. And so what I'm saying is exactly what you're saying. We need to take a little bit of a step back and say, part of my responsibility is to help my pastor in this season and to help my church in this season so that I'm actually still on staff to be the youth pastor. That's right. Sir, that's right. If you don't serve your, your pastor now, you may not be able to have a youth ministry or, or, or do the things that you really want to do in your heart. Uh, so, you know, serve your pastor, save your job. That's, that's the, focus here. That's where, you know, and uh, once again, youth workers, I, I, and I, uh, I just want you to know that this is your opportunity to step up when, and if you're the only, by the way, we talk about a staff of 10, you may be the, you're maybe the only, the other, the other guy in the church, right? You're, there's the pastor and there's you who don't do the 10 other jobs of the 10 other staff members that may be in another church. Yep. Uh, you are sowing towards your own future. 
It's literally what you're doing. And you have an opportunity to show your pastor that you, that you just have expanded your mind and you are on team pastor right now. You're Absolutely. on team church. You're not just, you're not team youth ministry, you're team church, big picture. And you do that. And I think Ryan and I agree. You take care of that and God will take care of your youth ministry while you're busy taking care of the church. Absolutely. So Ryan, give us a number two. What's the number two uh, tip that you'd like to share with us? Yeah. So right now, uh, I think that, you know, most people's mission statements and vision statements and all of those things are kind of not really working right now. And so I think what we need to have right now is a temporary rally cry. Um, and we really need to begin to say, okay, here's, this is not who we are permanently, but this is who we are currently. Um, this is what we're going after right now. This is what we're currently focused in on. And it's got to be more than just more Facebook Live, more Instagram Live, more YouTube Live, more. It's got to be more than just that. But it's yeah. got to be an actual temporary rally cry that says, okay, this is what we're about right now. And is it engagement? Is it likes? Is it views? What, what is it that we're going after right now? How are we going to decide if you're a discipleship oriented youth ministry? How are we discipling students right now? If you're an outreach oriented youth ministry, how are we doing outreach right now? Right? Maybe, yep. you know, whatever your youth ministry was about, how are you going to bridge that into this season right now? But it's got to be a temporary rally cry. Again, it's not who we are permanently, but this is who we are currently so that all of your leaders can get behind you. Your staff can get behind you. Everyone knows what we are measuring. Are we winning or are we losing? We can know because we've got this temporary rally cry that's so much uh, focused on what we're doing right now. And, and you don't know your temporary rally cry. That may be your permanent rally cry because I'm you're just... I'm exactly. I'm hearing a lot of people saying, man, we threw it all out and we reevaluated and we really like this. Uh, and absolutely. There's no guarantee, by the way, youth workers, that your church is at whatever you think normal is. You could toss that out too, because there are discoveries being made amongst churches on what's working churches that have never done a Facebook live are doing it. Those that are meeting via zoom are doing it and they're discovering new dynamics of what it means to do church, but also be church. And in doing that, that temporary rally cry might be the new rally cry uh, for many churches. And so no, I don't, I don't think we're going back to the old normal. Uh, and I, I'm, I, for one, am kind of grateful for that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stoked and youth pastors, you should be stoked too a little bit because if this shook up your church, that means uh, God has room to do some things that, that he did not have room to do before. So kudos, God, go God. Thank you for showing us, even in this time of crisis, that you're, you know, you're prepared, that you love to do new things uh, in tough times. Uh, give us number three. All right, so number three would be to over-communicate. Over-communicate right say now. One more, say it one more time. Yeah, over-communicate. Okay. You can't, you can't over-communicate enough right now. I mean, we, you guys hear that all the time in regular ministry, regular context, but I just can't overemphasize that even more right now. Over-communicate. I think a lot of times we think, well, we put it up on Instagram. We put it up on stories. Everybody saw it, right? Well, you are fighting against algorithms that you don't have control of 
And so just because you put it up on Instagram story doesn't mean that every kid saw it, every leader saw it, every parent saw it. There's algorithms that you're fighting against. There's time that you're fighting against. There's all these things that you're fighting against. And so what I'd say is, man, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do three things this week, make sure you email it. I know, I know, email is still a thing. It email is. it, text message it, group me it, Instagram it, you know, whatever. Do it, Mixer, TikTok, whatever. <laughs> Get it all, get that same piece of image of, of image uh, artwork out five, six, seven different ways so that everybody gets it so that your, your leaders see it in an email, your parents see it in an email, maybe another student sees it in a group me, all these kinds of things. The other thing is this over communicate to your staff. Okay, right now you guys are all in homes, working separate, virtual. For a lot of you, that's the very first time that you've ever done that. I'll tell you this, your pastor wants to know what you're doing. Your pastor wants to know what you're doing. And, and he might be, uh, she might be saying, yeah, I trust you. I believe you. But they are not going to be upset at you if you do a voluntary accountability sheet. And what I mean by that is this, is just simply turn into your pastor, your supervisor. Hey, here are the five things that we've done this week. Here's what our metrics that we're measuring right now that we've agreed are, 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 is our temporary rally cry. Here's the metrics. Here's what we're going after. Here's what we're doing. It doesn't have to be a time log to say I woke up at eight and I did this. But what I'm saying is just some basic stuff. You know, hey, here's what we did. Here's what it looked like. Here's what we're measuring. Here's some wins. Um, here's something that uh, we're, we're celebrating. Man, look at this key volunteer. So, Make sure you're uh, communicating to your students, to your leaders, and to your staff so that everybody knows clearly what you're doing and why you're doing it. Right, because, it, because it, let's be honest, uh, some, uh, many people in the congregation uh, and, and even on your own uh, staff doesn't know what the youth pastor does sometimes. In normal, it like in person, everyone just thinks you sit around and pop balloons and you know hang out at football games. Right. This is the this is your opportunity once again, youth pastors, to uh, prove your value. Not that you're not valuable, but you get to prove it through the through communicating. I believe you say it this way too. You want to communicate up. You want to communicate sideways, and you want to communicate downwards. Yeah, and downwards is not. Uh, downwards is not a derogatory. It's just in line with how the thing goes, who yep, you're over, yep. who you're serving. Yep. Yeah. The easy way to think of it is upside down communication, right? So up, those are above you, your supervisors, uh, sideways, you know, to those that you're leading with and then down to yep. your students, those that you're leading. Yep. Parents, parents, by the way, communicate with your, your parents want to know what you're doing for your their students, how they're keeping connected, all that kind of stuff. So over communicate in all three of those areas. Up yeah, to and most pastor. and Go most ahead. parents aren't on Mixer, they aren't on TikTok, they aren't on Instagram Stories all day. So you got to make sure to communicate. Go where they are and over communicate on that platform to whomever. If it's your pastor and he's not anywhere else. Email, 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 email. That's that's all you can do. All right, Mr. Ryan Latham, number four. Number four, here we go. Uh, and this one's huge, uh, is be an encourager. Okay, look, your pastor needs some encouragement right now. 
Pastor, you're doing a great job. Uh, especially for a lot of you, your pastor has probably never done all these Facebook Live and Instagram Live things. So it's all new for them. Now, for a lot of you, you've grown up with it or it's been a big part of your ministry for a long time. And so you're kind of like, ah, oh, man, is that, you know, they're not they're doing it very good. Look, they're doing a lot better than the zero that they were doing before. Encourage them, uh, help them. You know, just, Pastor, you're doing a great job. Man, I love what we're doing. Be an encourager. I, I say, I'd say this, be an optimistic, but be real. So there is hard things going on. There isn't, uh, you know, perfect blue skies, but be optimistic, man. We're going to get through this guys. We're going to, we're going to reach students. Even in the midst of this, we're going to disciple students right now, be optimistic, but also be real. I understand that's hard, but we're going to still do great things. So I'd say be an encourager, uh, make sure that you're encouraging people in different ways. So publicly, man, on, on your Facebook, on your Instagram, on whatever it is you're doing, publicly encourage, publicly celebrate people, but also privately send them a note, send them a text, all those kinds of things. Cause I, Paul, I mean, it, it, the old school is becoming the new school, a handwritten note in yep. this, in this day is going to go way further than just texting somebody. That's it. And, and, and in a time when there's not a lot of contact, uh, not, you know, not a lot of, um, you know, be, you have a, you have a way youth workers, to, to uh, reduce the social distancing by being more personable, right? You don't have to show up. You can show up in something you actually mail. You could, the post office is still open. You can actually physically mail things to your kids. That's something unique for them to actually get something in the mail. Absolutely. And you're you going to stand out if you do that. That's right. You can call parents one night and uh, I have uh, a youth worker who's doing this, who is calling families and say, hey, look, don't order dinner tonight. I've just called Grubhub and they're going to drop off food for you. Simple things, encouraging, right? We're going to get through this. We're going to do it and encouraging all three ways, upside down, right? Encouraging upward, encouraging to your, your leaders and encouraging to those whom you serve. And I think that's so critical. By the way, can I throw one other person you probably need to throw in there? That's your spouse. If you're going home every night, youth worker, and you and your wife, you, I know we complain about this, right? The old joke was, you know, that families go home and have roast, you know, pastor for dinner because they criticize the pastor, the church, all that stuff. Youth workers, take the time to pray. Don't be those people that we talk about, right? Don't be those things. Be be you and your wife, you and your spouse, you and your kids, whomever's in your home, be encouraging towards one another and speak well, right, of the church. And best, if you cannot say anything, as my mother used to say, probably don't say anything at all. Uh, uh, be sure to just be encouraging in your own home uh, and focus on the things that are important right there. Would you, would you say that's a... Um, a fair assessment there, Brian? Uh, yeah. I mean, your family has got to come first in this time. And um, I, I, just, I, yeah, and that'd be huge. Encouraging your family, um, encouraging them, uh, talking highly of the church right now is, is huge. And being realistic. We're not saying be, be so silent. It's okay to say, I don't know about this. Or I don't know about that. It, once again, like you said, it's not pie in the sky. It's just being realistic, but don't, don't go the other way and 
be critical uh, of your pastor or the church during this time. It's stressful for them as well. It's as stressful for them as it is for you. So keep that in mind, youth workers. We want to encourage you as youth workers because we know it's stressful for you. We don't Listen, we're not putting anybody down. We're, we're saying, look, we are going to get this together. I mean, all of us, Ryan and myself, who serve youth workers in churches, we serve you guys. We know that everything that's happening affects us and affects you. And that's why we've come to here today to talk, to encourage, to be a part of the solution, not part of the problem. We don't want to be doomsayers. We want to be people who are encouraging and people of the light and people uh, who are loving other people. And we want to love you, youth workers. We care about you. That's why we're here. Um, Ryan, there are, you. we've only been able to share four tips today. You have 10 total. And I know that you have written this ebook uh, to share with youth workers. It's absolutely free. Tell them where they can go ahead and get the rest of these tips. Because we, if, we were, if we did this, we could share them all. It would take about two hours, but we don't wow. have two hours. So I want them to get this because for now, but like we said, your church, this is not the first crisis your church has ever been. It will not be the last. And these things are gold nuggets that will take you home through the future. Yeah, they can go to uh, renewedleadership.org slash myjob. You can go to renewedleadership.org slash my job, or just go to the blog and it'll be there as well. Paul's going to have it in the comments and the yep. links below. All right. You've been listening. Uh, they'll be in the show notes. You'll find them there. You on the pod on the uh, YouTube right here uh, the YouTube. I just sounded like a <laughs> 80, 80 year old man. You kids on the YouTube. Listen, you, you viewers that are watching this via YouTube. It will be down in the description below. You know where to go. I put stuff there all the time. You know what's happening. Uh, so guys, uh, and by the way, if you're brand new here, thank you so much for being a part today. Thank you for watching. Uh, if you're first time listener to the podcast, thank you for listening to the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast. It is here to uh, motivate you and keep your youth ministry moving forward. And those of you that are watching uh, via YouTube, you know when I show up here and I have a guest or I just bring you ideas or tips or things is because I want your youth ministry to succeed. I want you to build a successful youth ministry because I want you to make more disciples. That's the whole goal. Ryan has done the same thing for many years. And so we're, we are pro youth workers. We are pro youth ministry and we, we want you to be pro church right now. We want you to think big picture, big scope, and go out there and lift your other people up, lift your pastor up and do all those things. We want to hear from you too, by the way, which of these tips do you need to focus on? Comments down below about anything that Ryan has said. We want your comments uh, here on YouTube. And if you are listening uh, via the podcast, uh, by the way, you can go ahead and leave some comments there on SoundCloud. Uh, and you can leave some comments down uh, below as well. So, Ryan, thank you so much for today. Thank you for coming and sharing uh, at this critical point. And a lot of youth workers that are listening today. Uh, who may find themselves at this juncture. And I believe the other six tips are going to be of great value to them. And I hope that all of you that are listening and watching will go and download them. And that's it, youth workers. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Youth Ministry Motion podcast. I hope that your job's not in trouble. But if it is, or if you sense that it is, that you go and download the tips that Ryan has offered today. He offers uh, six more tips than we shared today. And I believe that if you'll read through those, pray through those, and then start to do those, um, you are going to improve your chances dramatically uh, of saving your job. So take a look, download it. There's a link down in the description below. And if you enjoyed this episode, 
let me encourage you, go over to iTunes, leave a few stars if you would. Would love to hear a review. I'll be uh, happy to read five-star reviews right here on the show. And if you know somebody maybe who would benefit from this episode, go ahead and share it with them. And they would thank you for the information. But that's it for today, guys. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show here today. And we will catch you guys in the next episode.